Welcome to the SBCA Podcast, Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we're going to continue our discussion with Chris Tachi, president of the National Framers Council and owner of Dynamic Construction, which is a turnkey framing operation. On our last episode, Chris shared why he pursued turnkey and how he gained a lot of perspective from the other framers engaged in the NFC. Today, Chris and I are going to talk a little bit more about the NFC and the value it offers not only to framers and component manufacturers, but to builders and GCs as well. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Sean. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. Well, Chris, can you share with us some of the early conversations you had with the other members of the NFC and how that opened your eyes to what you could do as a framing contractor? Yeah, absolutely. So very early on when I started meeting other NFC members, um, they started talking to me about the lumber and material side of things. And it really showed me that there was more to business than just pounding nails, that I could buy and sell lumber, that I could that I could have office staff, that I could have something real and tangible and something uh, beyond being a contractor, but be a real business owner, a real professional. You know, I, it takes me back to uh, a few BCMCs ago, Chris, when you and I were were talking on the show floor, and we were talking a little bit about wall panels. You were you were in looking into um, that product line. Can you talk a little bit about like what conversations you had had with uh, NFC members? And you don't have to mention who it is if you don't want to. But what got you interested into looking into panelization? My background as just a labor-only guy, I was a stick-built guy for a lot of years. I remember at one point, you know, I could count on one hand the number of guys in sort of my market who could actually frame a four-story building, stick-built, and lay it out properly using a print. It's not a lot of guys, at least in the area that I work. So, you know, the panel side of things, really, I saw it as an opportunity to incorporate the entire plan on the pre-construction side and do it really, really well, right? Not miss anything. Hmm. When I'm out on site and I'm I'm going through a print, if I want to lay out one wall, I have to look at five or six different pages just to make sure that I'm doing that correctly, right? I've got to know how many shoulders, what species of studs, what does the header look like? What's the rough opening of the window? Uh, are there any metal connectors in that opening? Um, there's a lot of pages to look at just to lay out one wall, right? What wall panels does is it incorporates all that knowledge before anything else gets on site. And then there's a re- review process and everybody gets to cross the T's and dot the I's. So when I set a wall in place, I'm setting that wall there, straightening it out, and I leave it. And that's it. It's done. So, Chris, I mean, that's a remarkable admission, or maybe it's just a, um, a revelation for those of us who don't spend our lifetimes on a job site, that one of the biggest values of wall panels is not just that you can take it off the truck and put it in place and move on, 
But from a planning perspective, it, it eliminates a lot of double checking, triple checking, page turning, discussions, coordination. And so from just from the field labor side of things, there's there's a lot of advantages besides just, hey, it's it's built and I can set it and, and go. I suppose too, that, that also gets to, and you, you mentioned this in the beginning, it gets to the skill of the framer in the field, right? To stick mm-hmm. frame that wall, you need a certain level of experience and expertise on the job site in mm-hmm. one or more individuals, where with wall panels, you don't need that same level of, of experience, right? That's correct. You know, um, a, a well-rounded carpenter can install wall panels all day long uh, at good speed and properly, right? Um, the kind of guy that you need to be able to stick frame on site for the kind of prints we're looking at, that's a very, very high skill carpenter. There's less and less of those guys in my market. I sort of think about 20 years ago when you'd look at a print and I sort of think about the, what prints look like 20 years ago against what print a print a print looks like today for a four-story building, and it's it's a it's a very stark difference. Um, the amount of engineering that started that's gone into these things and how much that's changed over the last 20 years. Um, you have to be very sharp to put that together properly on site. So while these guys at NFC are saying they're not necessarily making money on wall panels. They are still continuing to do it because there's a lot of other uh, intrinsic value to those panels than just uh, uh, the profit. Absolutely. Uh, okay. You know, one of the one of the things I I like about it is uh, I I get to keep my general contractors accountable for the information that I need months before uh, I actually have my labor on site. Right. Um, hmm. I need to know my window openings uh, a month before I'm supposed to start framing. So I'm I'm asking two months before I need to start framing. Whereas if you're dealing with stick built on site, that GC knows just as well as I do that I need the window rough opening the day before I'm going to start framing windows. Well, that's really hard to keep keep that guy accountable to get me the information I need when I need it. So in talking to you and other members of the NFC leadership, part of the mission of NFC is to help raise the professionalism of the framer. And you you talked a little bit about this too, of like looking at those guys and seeing that, you know, they have a business, that they have a profession. Can you help our listeners better understand what what you guys mean when you're talking about raising professionalism within the framing contractor community? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of all comes down to standards, whether or not, and when I say standards, I don't mean just what's the tolerance for plum. I mean, having a standard for safety, for example, what's expected of a framing contractor when they show up on site? Are they expected to uh, have a safety plan? Are they expected to do weekly toolbox talks? What's the standard for pre-construction with your framing contractor? Are they, uh, are they having pre-construction meetings? Is there a checklist of, of, of needs, right? What is, what is the standard for installation and tolerances, uh, warranty? What the NFC aims to do is we want to, we want to work with each other to sort of create those standards in every aspect of what we do 
and improve our industry in that way. Um, what's what I really like and what I what I tell people when I'm pitching the NFC is um, you've got a hundred framing contractors from across the country, and they're generally the most successful framers in the country, right? So the the things we're doing, the habits we have as framing contractors, that's what our subcontractors see that. Our uh, competitors in our markets see it and they mimic that. So the stuff we're doing now is the stuff that we hope every framing contractor across the country is mimicking in the future. You know, it's interesting. I think, you know, from the component manufacturing side of things, when we think of uh, a safety uh, approach to safety in the plant, we think of it as a safety program, right? We, we create an industry safety program and then we hope individual plants will implement that. In the NFC, one of the first things you guys did was develop FrameSafe, which I think from the outside, we have a tendency of thinking of that as a safety program. And not that it isn't a program, but it's really more of a safety standard, as you're talking about, right? It's a it's a standard practice of this is how we approach job site safety in a, a myriad of ways. And so what you're saying is you're hoping all the framers will mimic what's going on in FrameSafe whether or not they're using a quote unquote program, they're following that standard protocol, that standard practice. Yep, absolutely. Um, imagine a, imagine a, a general contractor here in Madison, Wisconsin, we show up on site and we're, uh, we're putting, for example, guardrails on our exterior walls before we stand them up and tying in those guardrails after we frame the floor on top of the walls. So my framers are completely fall protected from a guardrail system we install. Uh, uh, same general contractor is contracting with a different framer down the road, and it's the Wild West. Uh, that GC is 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 going to ha- now have an expectation that that framing contractor is doing something to protect his workers. Okay, so you know, I I know one of the driving factors be- behind the formation of the NSC originally was to build better lines of communication between framing contractors but also between framing contractors and their component manufacturers. Uh, As you look at where, let's say, NFC has evolved to today from back when it started, can you talk a little bit about the ways in which CMs benefit from the work that you guys are doing? You know, what value does the CM gain by getting their framing contractor uh, involved in the NFC in your mind? Well, you know, the the early pitch you mentioned was was frame safe, right? Uh, if CMs are getting their framing contractors on board, their framers and their workforce, it, they're going to be a lot safer out on the job site. There's a lot of other reasons why a CM should get their framer involved. I've always, I've always said that uh, it's not how hard you work that makes you a good carpenter. It's the tricks that you know. That is... The, the small things I know how to save a few seconds putting a wall together makes me faster than the other guy. Uh, and it's, it's nothing or very little to do with how hard or how much, how hard I'm working or how much I'm sweating. And that rings true also at sort of the professional framing contractor level. Getting your framers involved with the NFC, they have the opportunity to get into a room with other framers and become sharper and become better. They're going to hear us talking about the different processes involved in what it takes to get a truss out on site. 
the design side of the logistics, they're going to hear us talk about wall panels and the benefits we see from wall panels. What I imagine too, Chris, that, um, I mean, over time, you're talking about all the different parts and pieces of installation. So really at the end of the day, you're talking about standardization of even construction details, right? And so, you know, if, if a bunch of the guys who are in it in the NFC right now understand, you know, the value of the different uh, framing packages, whether it's the roof trusses, the wall panels, the floor trusses, or the, how all three of them tie together. They've already gone through the process of figuring out what's the easiest way to install uh, different configurations, deal with different things that come up. I mean, not all trusses are made the same. They're not all just lay one right after another and you're all done and you just walk away. There's, there's a lot of intricate connections and everything else to, to have to, to figure out. And if you guys are sharing information and coming up with sort of standard approaches to a lot of those things, it's going to make all the framers, uh, lives easier and they're going to have a lot less issues in the field, right? Uh, Absolutely. So if, if you're looking for more consistency, from what your framing contractor is asking you for. Getting them involved with the NFC is is definitely going to help you work towards that goal. So last question, what what's next for the NFC? I know your leadership recently had a meeting at the end of a very successful golf outing. Congratulations on that. Uh, is there anything you can share out of that meeting preliminarily that would give people a sense for what NFC's priorities are going forward? couple of things that came out of that meeting. Um, we're very interested in seeing how we can partner more closely with the component manufacturers. What we want to do is we want to survey and find out what are the CM's biggest pain points when dealing with a framing contractor, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to focus our committee work on solving those problems and and uh, sort of what taking a look at what can we do to ease the burden on CMs and framers? Where's the overlap where we can collaborate best and produce sort of some standards uh, or best practices that benefit both sides, right? So we're very interested in partnering with the SBCA to benefit both of our industries. So that was one thing. You mentioned two things. Was there, was there something else? The surveying? I think that's a good one. The other thing, um, you know, I've, I've spent some time and, and attended a couple of OQMs. Scott Steven uh, has as well. Uh, Kenny Shiflett's been going to those uh, for as long as I can remember. Sort of taking a little bit from the OQMs. And what I think SBCA does really, really well is they keep their members engaged by having doing committee work at the OQMs, right? Now, CMs are sort of bought in enough that they're that that they're flying across the country to to attend these OQMs. Um, my CM, uh, you know, John Dees and Sean Kelly. I just talked to them. Got a lot of value out of the meeting in Utah recently. So sort of taking from that, we're talking about and exploring the idea of, do we start having regional meetings again in sort of the markets that we can identify that are ripe 
to get people excited and get people active and involved. A little bit more of traveling to our members rather than asking them to travel to us. I think I think that there's enough value in NFC that eventually, absolutely, um, you know, people will be coming from across the country, and they do for the Framer Summit. But can we get our members more active and more involved by sort of revisiting these regional meetings and drumming up more consistent enthusiasm for the things we're trying to do? Well, and that's recognizing there's a lot of power in the face-to-face meetings in the relationship building, right? Absolutely. Um, the networking, the networking and the relationships are the reason I have my business as it exists today. And that's not lost on the rest of these guys. You know, we all know there's a huge benefit to being able to have a friend in the industry who's willing to talk and troubleshoot and help you deal with whatever might arise in your business. Excellent. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Well, thanks for having me, Sean. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also consider subscribing to SPCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.